Hey, welcome, welcome to, to the, the Punk, Punk Podcast. Podcast. Today we'll be interviewing the co-creators of Unstuck, the web series. Yeah. And we're really excited, so let's get to it. Just want to say we're so happy to have you guys on today. And um, we actually came across your series through Twitter for the first time. Um, it was just like, I, I think someone on my timeline liked it. And then I went on your Twitter page and like, just fell in love. Like we were like, it's so relatable and literally our life right now. So like, right. Thank oh. you. Thank you guys. we really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what we like to do, we're going to start off with some hot topics today, get you guys' um, perspective, and then we're going to jump right into the interview. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So did you did you guys get the chance to watch the Golden Globes this year? Man, I'm so no. terrible with that. <laughs> I'm really like a highlight girl yeah. when it comes to, like, um, award shows. I just get the highlights, and if it's somebody that I'm favorable to, then I go yeah. back and look at their videos. But no, I didn't check it out. Yeah, honestly, same here. And yeah, I just I saw the highlights, and that was the Golden Globes for me. Like I found <laughs> out what I needed to find out. So, um, did, so did you guys? But did you guys come across the Regina King speech? Oh, absolutely. Well, her wanted mm-hmm. to have an inclusion and definitely making sure that 50% yeah. women, that was definitely something that was exciting. I've always been a fan of Regina King. Yeah, like, I, that was a historic speech. I feel like there was a lot of things in that award show that I didn't agree with, but I'm just really grateful that, like, she had to say that. I, so I wanted to just kind of ask a little bit more about you guys' thoughts on that. Was that, like, something you that you guys felt needed to be said and or um do you feel like more artists need to take that stance as well? Yeah, I think I didn't catch the whole um I just basically caught the highlights of her speech where she was saying fifty percent women, fifty percent men and anything that she creates. Yeah, I think that inclusion mm-hmm. rule and that equality value is good because as creators, you know, especially as black women, yeah oftentimes get washed out by um, mm-hmm. men and, you know, there's not being enough diversity on this. Yeah. So we have mm-hmm. to our own spaces. So for her to say that um, with Hollywood in mind is a big statement and hopefully everybody catches her path. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, another thing with Golden Globes is so – I know the the Black Black Panther didn't win an award, and like it definitely felt like a snub. That's kind of like what's being said. What do you guys think? Definitely, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like who didn't see Black Panther? The numbers at all. Everybody, you know, the Black community, the the Hispanic community, just about everybody went out to the movie theaters to support it worldwide. I think it was. Mm -hmm. The biggest Marvel movie, I think. You just yeah. Wow. So yeah. I think it passed Titanic. Like wow numbers, yeah. So yeah, I'm. I was disappointed to hear that you know that the Golden Globes didn't really 
tied with the world. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the world was Wakanda forever. So, like, what happened? Why didn't it happen? But hopefully the Academy thinks otherwise. Because sometimes it's hitting this with those different award shows. That is true. That's true. These award shows, you know, it just seems like each year it just gets more and more strange. Um, do, do you guys watch the movie Green Book by chance? I did not, and I don't plan on it because <laughs> what I read put on Shadow and Act, it's not really nothing factual. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not factual about the Green Book. And they didn't get permission from the guy it was about. The with the family. From the family. They yeah. And they asked him before he died, and he didn't get permission. He said no. Oh. And then wow. they came in after he passed away. Wow. Yeah. My, the thing that I heard was it got kind of like whitewashed, really, and mm-hmm. the hero became, I guess, the other. I'm not super familiar with the story, so I don't want to outspeak myself, but, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I stories that are supposed to really be able to, like, show our narrative, and then it gets drowned out. I, I hate when that happens, so, yeah. Yeah. Not to any other family to get anything about him, so it's basically the other guy's perspective. Wow. Right, they, they did it from this white man's perspective, and I also am not too familiar with it. I didn't, I didn't watch it either because of things that I read. But you know, I just feel like it being from that white man's perspective, like, and and it being sort of a story where like he hated white, he hated black people, and then in the end he ended up like not hating black people so much. Like I just like I'm just tired of stories like that. Like. Right. <laughs> It's like it's not doing anything for us. It's really just to comfort others, and it it just makes me like upset. And then like Mahershala Ali, I love him. I really do as as an actor. And apparently, like he was interviewed after he won an award and was like, um, you know, I I have a job to do, so I'm gonna do it. Like based on like the family's outrage, like they asked him like how he felt about that, and his response was kind of like. You know, I send them well wishes, but I have a job to do. And I, I was just like, I don't think that's how yeah. we should have responded. Right. Yeah, I agree. You apologize. Even though you know, he might not have known, but still, I would have still apologized. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're telling stories. They're so delicate. They're people's lives. So you yeah. want to, you know, like, like children, like babies. You don't want to kind of write it off for a check. Mm-hmm. So they kind of make me look at him a little differently. But, you know. You got to make his dollar. Everyone has their own motives, so it is what it is. It's true. Very true. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to hop into our first first question for you guys. So we wanted to ask you guys a little bit more about your backgrounds, and we wanted to know if you were both born and raised in Dallas, and how did you meet? (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm from Mississippi. I'm from Mississippi. That's in the southern region of Mississippi. I've been here. I moved to Dallas, like, almost four years ago. Yeah, and we had a job. We met at a call center. <laughs> right. Was, um... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's our <laughs> And I happen to be from Dallas, born and raised. So mm. um, I graduated from Premier A&M University. And then when I moved back home, I ended up, one of my first jobs ended up being um, with Barron. And, you know, we've been best buds ever since. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I recently visited Dallas not too long ago, and I really like it there. It is definitely a pretty place. Like, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. It's hot, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's super, it, it can be up and down, actually, in the North Texas area. It can get really, really cold. I don't know if it's like New, New York, York cold. cold. <laughs> uh, really cold. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, we're Florida girls. We just moved to New York uh, oh, okay. not too long ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're yeah. in Florida. That's Florida. off Florida. Fort Lauderdale area. Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all got some good weather out there. <laughs> yeah. So we're adjusting to this, this New York cold, but. Mm-hmm. And also, as co-creators, what different hats did you guys have to take on for this project, did you guys have blended roles at a certain point? Or? Right. So, um, it's a stage you're speaking. I was the director as well as the producer to, you know, kind of go with the co-creation and co-writing. But, yeah, a lot of roles were kind of like split between myself and Farron and a lot of other crew members as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I love that. I love that that's like what's happening now like I feel like especially like with like Issa Rae and like Insecure and like seeing like just the as many roles that you can play that there is no limits and like to make it come to to life you can put on all these different hats and it can just be like just a really collaborative process so like that's that's really cool thank Mm -hmm. you thank you we also did a little acting too so we have a camera if you see the trailer, we're at the end, and mm-hmm. we have this, for for me, the way I wanted it edited was kind of like this inside thing where we are, like, shaking hands. It is a part of the show, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. And I know you guys spoke about working at a call center together, so the other question is basically just asking about what inspired the story. Oh, where do we start? Oh, <laughs> the story is the first job that we worked. We worked with each other several jobs. <laughs> and let's, let's start there. Like, we're not bad workers. It's just that each environment felt pretty toxic. I mean, yeah. there's really no right. way to put it, especially yeah. when you're not really interested and your heart is in a different space. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we just kept finding different jobs mm-hmm. together. Sometimes on purpose and sometimes not on purpose. But we met at the call center. There were specific people that really rang out to us. Mm -hmm. And as we kept going to these different environments, we noticed that they're all the same people. (laughs) (laughs) So we was like, we know this is not just happening to us. And a lot of folks don't want to be in those different um, positions. So what do we want to do? We want to get unstuck. <laughs> and that's pretty much how the show came about. So it's loosely based, you know, between both of our experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that 100%. Me and Anissi are always talking about that same feeling, just going to different work environments and being surrounded by the same energy. Yeah, and, and those, those like, those overbearing, um, like, people that are, like, taking it entirely too seriously. Yeah. yeah. Down your back. <laughs> like, when we saw that, we were like, yeah. Yep. This is literally, literally a real life. Right. So we're super excited. 
and we just have a few more. So our next question is kind of like, how was what was the process like for production? How did you like get people on board? Um, like how how did that go? Well, um, it's funny because this is actually like our two year anniversary. Like mm-hmm. we started this journey in January of 2017. We're really just kind of writing and talking yeah. it all out. And then we spent a year kind of strategizing exactly how we were going to go about it. That following year, January 2018, we did a Kickstarter program. Yeah. Um, our goal was to raise $10,000 in 60 days. We mm-hmm. actually hit a little over 11000 yeah. Our community really backed us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it seemed like everything just started charging mm-hmm. right after that. We went from Kickstarter to audition. We had 150 people who wanted, that were interested, you know, it's kind of like, I have a project that I've done, this is Tasia speaking, I have a project mm-hmm. that I've done, but that was something that I did in college, but for both of us to kind of be amateur filmmakers and mm-hmm. to have that many people interested, our minds were blown. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. talent actually come, you know, to our space, chose the cast that fits, you know, us best, and then before you know it, we blinked. And we're already on set. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Right. It really is. And I think that just speaks to power of, like, when you, you know, have have vision, just putting that action forward and, like, really bringing it to life. Like, mm-hmm. the universe just conspires to make everything work out the way it should be. So yeah, I'm really, really happy to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely inspiring. And um, so I, I guess one of our, like, final questions is what do you, how do you guys feel like it was navigating this industry, I guess, specifically as black women? Like, what do you feel like were some maybe barriers to entry or, or things that you had to overcome? Hmm. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um. For me, it would be, you know, I dealt with a lot of sexism. We dealt with a lot of sexism mm-hmm. because this industry does not necessarily always see women directors and producers and even writers at the forefront of projects completely at forefront. Sometimes yeah. we collaborate with men, which is awesome. I'm yeah. all about collaboration. But when you sometimes work with men that are not used to you in those positions, it can get a little tough. Mm -hmm. And you get those terms that you're not necessarily associated with on a daily basis. If you catch my drift, you get associated Mm -hmm. simply because they're not used Mm -hmm. to you being in those spaces. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think that myself and Farron kind of navigated it as well as we could because that's how it is in Hollywood, you know. Like you said with Regina King, for her to make a statement about bringing at least 50% of women on set is powerful because it, it allows us all to view the way we view sets differently, mm-hmm. view the way yeah. we view, you know, hierarchy differently. So I appreciate that that's a step in the right direction. But for me, sexism was kind of like that leading factor. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. have any? Nothing in particular. Okay, okay. I was just making sure I wasn't over talking. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that, that's definitely a, a thing. And, you know, we, we talk about it as well, just starting this where we're trying to, you know, bring other women together. We 
deal with some pushback that seems to be like because we're women, we're not being taken as seriously. So I can just imagine and, you know, it's, it's, that's why it's that much more powerful when we continue on and we push through and like now this project that, you know, like it's come to life and like we're so excited to see it tomorrow. Oh man, thank you. So we're super excited. I'm like not gotten any sleep because I am so excited for everyone to see what we've been working on for two years. Yeah. Yeah. But um, thank you for having us on your show and just even considering us. No, thank you. Thank you so much. I even also got a chance to listen to you guys' podcast recently. Yeah, I was listening and I was like, wow. We have so much in common. <laughs> yeah, all the topics that you guys talked about, like the zodiacs and things like that. So I'm I'm just really glad that I had the, the opportunity to um, come across you guys and that we even got to, to do this. So thank you because I'm so inspired by you guys and, and what you were able to accomplish, you know. Thank you. Thank you. And we would love to, like, once we kind of die down with the premiere and the release, we would love to have you on our show as yeah. well. Definitely. Yeah. We are down. <laughs> we are <laughs> definitely down. Um, so we have our final question for you. Yeah. So the final question is, when you hear Black Power Punk Girls, what does that mean to you? Ooh. Black Power Punk Girls. Strong. Confident, mm-hmm. um, liberated, yeah, ambitious, strength. I mean, that's the biggest thing I hear yeah. is just being able to take on the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually like when I saw y'all's name, I was like, wow. And then when you all followed up with the email about your mission, I was like, wow, this is this is its own lane of Black Girl Magic. Mm-hmm. And it's appreciated and it's needed. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. And I feel that, you know, I love that that view of black powerpoint girls and we look at you guys as black powerpoint girls because this message that you're sending out is so powerful and we're all about to be on our couches really zoned in because I was already hooked on the trailer. I wanted to watch it over and over. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much. We are really excited. So tomorrow, January 14th, mm-hmm. is the premiere, 7, 7 p.m.? 7 yes, p.m. Standard Central Time. Okay. 7 p.m. Standard Central Time. Okay. It'll be eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, so do you guys have any, like, last, like, announcements that you want to make or anything that you like to leave the listeners with? Subscribe, click that notification bell. Yes, help us get our subscribers. Up. And you ladies have been wonderful about doing it, like just taking the lead on it and just now learning about us and doing it has been helpful. But outside mm-hmm. of that, if you're interested in following us on social media, mm-hmm. you can definitely find um, our web series Instagram at Unstuck Web Series. Um, you can find us on Twitter as Unstuck Web Show. And then definitely go and like our Facebook page. There's a lot of great stuff there, too. Uh, it's Unstuck Web Series. Just type it in. It should pop up. Um, if you want to follow our personal pages, 
I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm about to hit this Twitter wave, so if y'all can send me some tips on Twitter, please. So, but um, for Instagram is I underscore am underscore T E Z Y A. For uh, Twitter is T E Z Y A J. And then for information, Instagram is Sofrio S O F R I O underscore eight seven. And on Twitter, I am Bohemian Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we um yeah, I feel like I just like started immersing myself more in the Twitter world, so I will see you guys on Twitter soon. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well thank you guys so much for joining us today. We look forward to, you know, getting to talk with you more and we're excited for your episode tomorrow or for the show tomorrow. Um <laughs> we're excited. Thank you, man. We are super excited to share.